All right, everybody, welcome to the fifth episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. This is Mike. I did not get fired after the last episode, like you may have thought after listening to Robert close out the episode. I'm still here. I'm still a member of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. No need to worry. But we're back for another episode. We're excited to be here, as always. You can follow us on Twitter at Life Liberty. No, no. That is incorrect, Mike. <laughs> let me let me go ahead and do this for you, since obviously five episodes in, you still haven't figured it out. It's LL&P Podcast. That's our Twitter handle. And the website, Mike, is Life, Liberty, and Pursuit blog dot wordpress.com. So next time, don't try to flip those around. Just go ahead and use them for real. All right? Well, I was trying, you know. <laughs> well, try harder. Uh, I was trying after our after our debate at the end of the last episode. I just really wanted to make sure I was on top of things. But thanks for being here. I know you've always got I my know. back. I know. A week later and you still haven't figured it out. Uh, what can I say? You know, sometimes I wonder, It's this is our fifth episode, and I wonder when most people are listening to our podcast. Do you think we should be like wishing them a good morning? Are Probably they never. To us I don't know if work? they are or not, to be honest. Maybe on a plane. Maybe mm. on a... Uh, car trip hopefully they're not you know texting and driving because let's face it you need to take the pledge right take the pledge take the the pledge (laughs) take the pledge not just the pledge of allegiance no no the pledge to not text and drive but the pledge of allegiance is very important you should take that one too we should uh we should probably start start every episode with it should we would we leave in god though i think we would right (laughs) one nation under god because we're not crazy people so we don't take that crap out yeah that stays in but let's 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 go ahead and uh, start talking about what we came here to talk about. This is week and two, week two, part two, week two of firearms. Technically, part, let's part about two. It. Well, part, part two of firearms. Part deux, if you will. Part deux. Yeah, buddy. So, what we want to talk about first, Mike, is silencers or suppressors. I think that's a fun topic because they're getting incredibly popular now among the gun group, but they're still part of that NFA regulated list of things. What's the list of things? Short barrel rifles, and you've got short barreled shotguns, suppressors, and then anything called an any other weapon, which can be devices like flashbangs, that sort of thing, which let's face it, nobody freaking needs. But anyway, I digress. So I we're here say, to talk we probably about don't guns. we probably don't have to have that discussion. We again. don't, we don't. We're going to talk about suppressors though. What what do suppressors really do? Silencers. What do they do, Mike? Oh man, why you gotta ask me this? Everybody, every, if you don't know already, Robert's the resident gun expert on our podcast. I'm just seeing but, if uh, you know anything about it. They just make they make everything. They make well, I don't know. It's like they make everything quiet when you shoot. How quiet? A lot less quiet than people think. Well, so in movies, when somebody shoots a silencer or a suppressor, whatever you want to call it, what happens? The gun clicks or makes some stupid beep, beep, beep sound. It makes a, it makes a, beep, yeah. Beep, now, now, Mike, let me ask you this. Makes those kind of. You've noises. shot a suppressed gun before, have you not? I have. You have. What sound did it make? It made a large cracking noise. Not right. like, not like a, not like an egg, but basically like a gunshot would sound, but a little less quiet or a little less loud. So it sounds like a gunshot still. It's just a little quieter. Yes, so, that's what I was trying to say exactly. So what it does is it takes a gunshot down to what would be a hearing safe level of noise in decibels, right? Is that what it does? 
I, I'll, I'll, I'll concur. Okay. I don't have the data in front of me, okay. but I'll say yeah. So most suppressors, what they'll do is they will take a, a firearm from, we'll call it 150, 160 decibels on the high side anyway, down to something around 120. Very, very rarely are they quieter than 120 decibels. Now, what is under 120 decibels, for, for example? I mean, what, what can we say can compare to that level of noise? Yeah, let's, that's what I want to know. Okay, so a car horn, you know what that is? Yeah, it's the little thing in the middle of my steering wheel that when people cut me off or I'm really angry when I'm driving, I just lean on until it <laughs> stops making noise. <laughs> yeah, that's at 110 decibels. Holy cow. That is quieter than a silenced gun because, again, <laughs> about 120 decibels is typically the, the level of noise for a suppressed gun. So I find that one of the most interesting statistics already because a horn is a safety item on a car. Oh, see, there you go. Safety items. How fascinating. I know. They don't silence anything. Chainsaws, any type of concert, rock concert, metal concert, whatever you want to say, a marching band, power tools, jet planes taking off is 120 decibels. A jet plane taking off. Now, let me ask you this. If somebody was coming at you, and let's just say all of a sudden made a jet plane noise, would you be able to freaking hear that? Oh, I would. So it I wouldn't would. it, it wouldn't be a silent thing. You wouldn't be able to sneak up on somebody and shoot five rounds at somebody. No, it's like five little jet planes taking <laughs> off. is making me laugh so hard control yourself mike control yourself so they they don't silence anything (laughs) the movies are complete bs it doesn't do anything so why are those controlled by the atf all of it all it's for is is to make shooting more comfortable it's not to commit crimes i was gonna say the to be fair jet planes are controlled so Yes, they are, again, but the noise level is what we're talking about here, not one actually taking off, all right? Let's think about that for a second. Don't be a smartass, Mike. I know it's hard, but don't. It's so hard sometimes. I know, I know. But how quiet is that? Seriously, how quiet is that? Why is it controlled? It's a good question. (laughs) Jesus, I don't know what's going on with you. Because, I mean, I know we're like libertarian and shit, but I mean, you don't have to smoke the weed before we do one of these. No, I've, you're so, uh, this is getting out of control. I need a, I need a second. You can't take a second. All right, we're on a podcast here. I can't compose myself. Yeah, you can, and we're leaving all of this in. By the way. <laughs> There is no. no way any of this is getting edited whatsoever. Otherwise, our listeners, right listeners, you're going to think that we're just deleting things that we don't want to talk about. Well, here's what I want to know to answer your question. Why aren't there amplifiers for other weapons, like a knife? Like, why can't... What do you can't... want it to make the freaking Mortal Kombat sound like... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. Or the... <laughs> like, when you're, like, Okay, that's it. like a karate move right there. 
Yeah, but if you're holding a knife, like it should maybe it should make the noise just louder. I don't know. Way, there'd be there'd be more of an equal playing field. I don't know. Maybe we should do that. We can put little little noisemakers on the uh, on the blade. Well, bad news. Our uh, our actual recorder has stopped recording. Um, no, the card is full. So, <laughs> which means we're gonna have to just use what we're using right now and just splice it together. And now you're gonna That's have fine. to edit all of this out. Anyway. Booyah. All right. So back where the hell were we? We're on car horns and marching bands, I believe. <laughs> yeah. You know. So silencers don't make things silent. That's all there is to it. There's no reason for it to be controlled by the NFA. Well, that's why they're called suppressors and not silencers. Well, they're called both. I mean, I buy a lot of stuff from Silencer Shop, and it's in the name. Well, just because it's in the name doesn't mean that accurately describes. No. I mean, I have I bought seven-minute abs, and my abs don't look... Well, they look like I've spent about seven minutes on them, let's okay, be honest. Okay, so it's true to its word. Seven minutes, <laughs> and it didn't work. Right. Well, the guy on the DVD box looks a heck of a lot different than I do, so I'm going to put that out there, too. Well, fair enough, fair enough. So let's talk about the short-barrel rifles to kind of go along with the silencers. Should those be illegal or be controlled by the NFA? Why? Why should they be? No, I'm asking you that question. Should they be? What do you think? No. Because anything under 16 inches in in barrel length in rifles is controlled by the NFA. Unless it's well, I feel like this is fourteen and a half inches. I feel like this is a, a pin, trick question. Whatever, no, it's not a trick question. I'm asking well, I feel you like, your I feel opinion. Like it's a, I feel like it's a trick question because I'm going to tell you I don't think they should be because I don't really see the difference in a short build rifle and a pistol with a large capacity magazine. What? They're both small. They're both concealable. Now what? No, they're not. They're not concealable at all. If you try to put a an, a, a rifle underneath like your freaking shirt, it doesn't work. A short barreled one. Yes. Just because it's got a short barrel on it doesn't mean the gun itself is short. It's still got a stock normally. It's still got a bucket. You could tube conceal it. it under a long jacket. Yeah, and when it's ninety degrees outside and some asshole has got a long jacket on, you know he's up to no good. Well, I'm just saying, you could hide it under stuff. You could. But you can hide like, a you can hide a rocket launcher under things too if you really want. Yeah, but it would be much more obtrusive. I just I don't think they should be regulated. That's my opinion. If that's what you're after, you well, got it. Now what? Well, so let me ask this question then. So you don't think they should be regulated, but you do think they're concealable and maybe they're dangerous in comparison to a normal uh, rifle? Don't put words in my mouth. I did not I'm say trying that. to extract the words out of your mouth, Mike. That's what I'm trying to do. You're getting a little quiet today. I don't, I don't think they're any more dangerous than any other kind of weapon or any other kind of gun for that matter. I think it's a gun and it should be treated no differently. Well, it's a semi-automatic, semi-automatic weapon. So, I mean, it's the same thing as the pistol or anything else. It's just shorter than a regular rifle. Yeah, you're right. It is a little bit shorter, but it's potentially concealable. But oh, what? It is. I said it's potentially concealable under your freaking six-foot-long jacket in the summertime. Again, that's what crazy people use. If if you see one of those people, it's it's time to leave. Just saying, get the hell out of there as fast as possible. Now, but SBRs, okay, these short-barreled rifles, in reality, aren't as dangerous as a 16-inch barrel rifle. Do you know why? Because they're less accurate. Well, I mean, people say they're less accurate, but some of them are, some of them are. Just it kind of depends on what kind of barrel you've got shoot, on them. Because they can't shoot as a high velocity around. The velocity is exactly what I'm getting at. 
So oh, there's yeah. a lower velocity. Maybe I'm going to be the new resident gun gun expert on the podcast. I disagree. You will never be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Especially after I fire you next week. But anyway, anyway, let's 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 keep talking about guns and not about your impending retirement from the LLP podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what kind of severance package? <laughs> are we talking a very very small one. Uh, so they they the velocity on the round. It, is less than a 16-inch barrel. So how are they more dangerous to anybody if they're shooting? Because they look like toys. They look like toys? And I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out here. I'm trying I'm trying to answer your questions. Well, exactly. The, 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 man, I can't talk today at all. The best part about this is that you can't come up with an answer. <laughs> and that's really kind of what I'm trying to get at is there's no reason why these should be a NFA-regulated firearm. There's no so, reason. So what should be? Just the auto- fully automatic weapons? Automatic weapons, but if you listen to last week's episode, you're going to know that I'm against automatic weapons in the first place in civilian hands. So I, I think the NFA can essentially be terminated altogether, the NFA branch of the ATF, who handles all this stuff. And we don't need any, anybody for full auto because they shouldn't be legal. An SBR should be legal for anyone to go by as long as you can pass a background check. Same thing with suppressors. They're not these killing machines that everybody thinks they are. So basically, we should stop suppressing suppressors and SBRs. There you go. Wow. Look at you. I'm proud mm. of you, Mike. I, I'm on board. Are you? Well, good. You're preaching to the choir. Well, hopefully I'm preaching to the choir with everybody, but I don't think that's true. So, just to recap, silencers don't silence anything. They just make it a little bit quieter and hearing safe. So, let's think about that. Now, how many SBRs have been used in the commission of a crime? Do you know that answer? Twelve. I don't know the answer, but it's small. (laughs) I was just guessing. And the reason it's so small is because you have to go through such a rigorous background check to get one. These are law-abiding citizens that are buying suppressors and short-barreled rifles. Period. They're not. You can't buy one if you've got a felony. You can't buy one if you have a domestic violence charge. It's like any other gun. The difference is they take a heck of a lot longer to actually get you your stamp to approve your weapon. And you have to have photos and you have to do fingerprints. What about the cost? Are they is a short-barreled rifle significantly more expensive than a regular rifle? It is not. Hmm. Okay. They're right around the same cost, depending on what manufacturer you deal with. It's usually around the same cost. Interesting. I was curious as to whether that would play a factor as well. Well, price. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they're using the same amount, if not less, material. So technically, it should be cheaper. It's not, but it should be, right? Seven-inch barrel compared to a sixteen-inch barrel. There's a lot less steel there, so perhaps they should start being cheaper. So gun manufacturers, listen up. We need yeah, cheaper but it's SBRs kind of the, now. Same thing as Subway, though. Why is the foot long cheaper than a six inch? Right? It's not. It's only usually a dollar more. Well, the five dollar deal, right? Or no? All right, I'm off base. Don't I, mind I, me. Yeah, I think you might be uh, incorrect yet again. Man, you have got a string of incorrectness today. It's been it's been a while since I've uh, been to a Subway. So yeah, well, you got to eat fresh. You know, <laughs> I stopped going That's to Subway after. Subway. <laughs> I stopped going to Subway after Jared got uh, arraigned on his craziness. <laughs> oh man, 
Yeah, who saw that coming? He's a pretty creepy looking dude, so I could probably imagine that that was going to happen. I didn't think about it because, you know, he lost 109,000 pounds or whatever it was. I don't know. But uh, good for him for that, but bad for him when he became famous. Well, if you think about it, like, if your job's to, like, walk around and wave your pants around, like, eh, you know, it's kind of, like, right up there, so. Wow. (laughs) Walk around and wave your pants around at children, no less, to go into Subway. Well, to all ages, but. Yeah. yeah. Do they have a, does he have a white panel van, too? It says Subway on the side. (laughs) It says Subway on the side. And then when you get in, there's no candy or cookies or anything for you? Man. Just just cameras and no upholstery. <laughs> it's oh, bad man. news. All right, getting off of topic. Getting off of topic. <laughs> let's uh let's go back to what we were originally talking about, which was guns. Not Jared from Subway. <laughs> Who can't buy guns anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, he won't. As a matter of fact, you know what? That's a good that's a good little segue there, Mike. He can't buy guns anymore. Why not? Because he's gonna be a felon when he gets out of prison and it's gonna be marked on his record forever. Forever. He'll only be able to buy the black market kind. Exactly. And and who commits crimes with, with uh with law abiding citizens guns? Usually not law abiding citizens. They usually commit crimes with dirty guns you buy on the side of the road. Out of the uh you know, nineteen whatever you want to call it, eighty five Monte Carlo, if that was around there. I don't know my old American cars, so apologies. Is there just a black market gun dealer that just sets up on the corner by you, Robert, in a Monte Carlo? Actually, you know what? I think it's an 85 Cutlass Supreme, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him. I kid you not. I kid you not. I always thought, I mean, I don't know. The gun buying process is just, it's not really all that exciting when you go to like a gun store. So maybe if they made it like a little bit more exciting, like a uh, like a spy movie where you have to like buy it out of the trunk with the compartments and everything. I don't know. I don't know what kind of spy movies you watch. However, the spy movies that I've watched, the guns are usually supplied by the agency, not bought by the agent. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. You were incorrect yet again. Man, if yeah. you if you don't get better than this on next for next week, I I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to cancel this or something. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now accepting applications for a co-host. <laughs> I think that's what Robert's trying to say. <laughs> yes, maybe two, actually. I don't know. We'll, find, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But uh, anyway, so suppressors, you know, ATF has got a plethora of issues going on anyway. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, Mike, but the Government Accountability Office, you know what, what happened with that? I believe it was I didn't June. know there was that office. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like there is, right? Government does never held accountable for anything, um, especially Crooked Hillary in her emails. But we'll, we'll get to that probably in another podcast. But anyway, oh, yes. <clears throat> I think it was a June report. They conducted an audit of the ATF and found a couple of, we'll say, oh, I don't know, inconsistencies in the adherence to their policies. <laughs> um, and the biggest one that I see anyway is that the ATF has been compiling a list of firearm purchasers oh wow where if you buy multiple firearms it's automatically saved in we'll call it this location over here my little lockbox, if you will after two years they're required to delete the information however guess what didn't happen they didn't put it in the lockbox. they did not throw away the lockbox. they oh, kept it wow. so after two years they were still compiling that same person's data 
over and over and over again. Wow, that's interesting. And the reason it's only two years is because they they compile that list of data for um, other law enforcement agencies to make sure that that firearm that sold in the first two years that no illegal acts were committed with them. That's the whole reason this is this is around. But they were like, hey, two years is too short. We're just going to keep it for even longer now. Right, right. So we have a problem. The government is not doing what they said they're supposed to be doing. And it, they're kind of noncompliant with their own federal law. So who is holding them accountable other than the GAO, which isn't doing anything, clearly? How do we hold them accountable for that? How do we get them to get rid of our information? Well, that's an excellent question. And I think most people would be naive to think that that data and much more isn't being compiled about them on a regular basis by the government. Well, it's not the NSA, though. This is the ATF. The NSA compiles data like you can't imagine, obviously. Edward Snowden showed us all that. Yeah. You know, but this is the ATF. This isn't some secret agency in the middle of the hills in Virginia somewhere. You know, this is somebody that's supposed to be following the law and isn't. But yet they're trying to uphold other gun laws. But, I mean, is it sort of like a practice what you preach sort of situation? I don't know. That's fascinating. But, I mean, how in general does anybody hold the federal government accountable? It's very difficult, except for... a. Uh, in those, and I think that's uh, Snowden's whole deal as much as he went about it in such a crazy way. But that's, I think that's unfortunately the new wave of government accountability. Is yeah, WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. You yeah. know, WikiLeaks. And uh, well, I guess that's really it. Because if you don't do <laughs> WikiLeaks, you get shot in the head by Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. No, mm. I'm just, I don't know if that's true or not. But, you know, I can we imagine like that would happen. We don't like to spread rumors on yeah, this podcast. That's, you know, it's kind of libel, right? Except for I guess libel's do. written, isn't it? So this, this isn't written. We might have a written transmission of this at some point. We don't know. We're going to release the full audio transcripts of every podcast. <laughs> You're going to do those? Because I'm not. It's our, um, it's our commitment to transparency. There, there you go. But, you know, I mean, this, this report, I think it should worry all of us. What they're doing, in reality, is creating a national registry, something that they're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to have. I yeah, see a big I mean, problem with that. That's a huge concern. That's an enormous concern for, I would imagine, anybody who's bought a gun. That's always something that, I mean, yeah, who would want to be in a database that the federal government owns knowing when your gun purchases were, how many guns you have, what kind of guns you have? I mean, that's that's definitely disconcerting. Well, it and goes back to the tyrannical thing we were talking about last week about all the all the other countries that take guns away that are ruled by dictators with military presence in their capital cities and all around the place. I mean, that's what happens is because they know who's got a gun and who doesn't. I don't want, I mean, I, obviously they're going to have to do a background check on you. And that information is going to stay somewhere. But it should not be kept, ever. I don't even think it should take two years to keep that information. I think it should be deleted immediately after they do the check. They shouldn't know how many guns you own. It's not any of their business. We're not here to overthrow the government, unless you are. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a crazy person. No, that is that is not my purpose. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's, I mean, again, it just goes back to, to your original question though. Like, what do you do about that and how do you stop that? And how do you convince people who might not think that it's an issue, that it is a, is a larger issue and that they should be concerned about it because right now it's gun purchases, but what could it be next? Well, it's, it's everything. It's every bit of data that they're compiling on everyone in the U.S. It's, it's happening all the time. They're listening to phone conversations, whether they tell you they're not or, or not, they are. They're reading emails. They're, they are looking at your, your browser history. I mean, if you think they're not, then you're insane. That's what the NSA was really created to do here in the last, you know, however many years, 10 years or so in the, in the Internet age. They were kind of shifted to make sure that they can spy on you. And it's legal. It's ridiculous. I mean, something has to be done in Washington with our actual lawmakers. Um, right now for the last, oh, I don't know, eight years, they've done nothing. They've done nothing. It has been extended vacation, hasn't it? Know, who wouldn't want that job at that point? I'll tell you the point at, what I, at which I want the job. The point that where I realized that the congressmen or senators or one or the other or maybe both, I don't know. Obviously, I need to get my facts a little bit more straight. However, that the fact that they're eligible for full retirement benefits after only serving one year. One, one that's term. The, I thought no, it was it's one, one year. Term. They've got to serve a full term. But it's After serving one term. That's where I wanted to. That well, yeah, job. well, it's, if you're a House of Representatives, it's two years. Exactly. You know, if you're in the Senate, it's six. I mean, saying. yeah, it's it's insane. But I think the Senate gets maybe 190,000. I, I think the reps only get like 130, maybe. Well, here's the thing. If I had known that coming out of high school, I would have started campaigning for election at 18, and then I would have been retired hopefully by around 20. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, we could we could do something on 190,000 extra a year, right? Well, this podcast would definitely probably have a lot better audio quality at this point, and we'd we'd definitely really jazz it up. Yeah, I think, I think. so too. We probably would get some more listeners because we'd be famous, Mike. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I I would be a next I'd be an ex congressman. So. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I would, I would, but you're, that would be a, that would be a huge. You're never draw. an ex congressman. <laughs> you're always you'd always be Congressman Mike, or I guess That's it would be Congressperson Mike because you can't say Congressman anymore. They wouldn't call me ex con Mike. It would just be con Mike. Con Mike, huh? But on, yeah. X Con. Hear that silence? That Anyone? Was the room? Yeah. It's radi- mm. radio. All silence. I'm hearing is crickets over there. Just crickets. Ooh, that reminds me. We should use some of that Congress money and get some sound effects for this show. <laughs> I don't want cheesy cool. sound effects, Mike. <laughs> don't want cheesy sound no, effects. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about like like high quality, like classy sound Why effects. Why don't we just get a couple like jingles? That would be great. We could, or we could just get a jar full of crickets. <laughs> That too, that too. Put the microphone the, in the jar the, and let him just sing. The original sound effect. All right, back to guns, Mike. I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna be a fully artist. Back to guns. Oh man, it's like pulling teeth with you over here, trying to keep you on topic. <laughs> it's like trying to shoot a, a, a nine millimeter out of a twenty-two. Just doesn't work. <laughs> man, I tell you what. I'm back to guns. Yeah, you're back to guns, but you're back off this show. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'll have to pull the listeners, but I'm just curious if they find it as amusing as you do about threatening to fire me like every five minutes. This is only the first time I've threatened to fire you. That's yeah, because you brought like, it up at the beginning. You segment. brought it up at the beginning. It wasn't my fault. I love my job. I want to keep <laughs> uh-huh. it. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. So, 
anyway, back to guns. You know, we talked about suppressors. We've talked about uh, the ATF. Have we have we talked about the actual criminal background check system that we've got now? I don't think we have. Have we? Um, no, I don't think we have gotten into that. Well, maybe we'll talk about this one topic and then we'll wrap it up for the day. So, NICS, that's what it's called. That's the National Instant Criminal Database. And so what, what happens when you go to a gun dealer is you, you pick out the firearm that you want, and then you do some paperwork. And then the gun dealer will take the paperwork, call it into the FBI, and they'll do their instant background check on you. If you pass, in most states you get to go out that day with the firearm. Some states, like California, for example, there's a waiting period. I don't know exactly what the waiting period is. Last time when I was living in California, I want to say it was seven days. I'm not 100% sure on that but I'm, because I, didn't, I couldn't buy a gun in California because it's California and they're nuts. I'm um, sorry, California listeners, but you ought to move down south with us. Um, it's a little bit more free, but that's... We still got sunshine. Yeah, we got, we got sunshine. The beaches, you know, maybe not as good, but um, they're getting there. They're getting there. We got Mexican food. Oh, man, do it's we have delicious. Mexican food. I'm telling you what. It's probably, probably better than it's yours. It's great. It's fantastic. So anyway, so you, you go in and, and you get this thing. Waiting period or not, what do you think, Mike? Should we have one or should we not? No. Why not? Because I'm very impatient, and I don't want to wait for anything, let alone a gun. Americans are impatient people. I'm an impatient person. I'm very impatient as well. I just say I've got so, a quick reaction to BS. That's that's my thing. So that's what I'm saying. I don't want to wait. I don't. If I'm buying a gun, I don't want to. I don't want to hand over seven hundred dollars or whatever it is that I'm paying, and then have to wait seven days to get my rifle or my gun or whatever it is I'm buying. Well, I don't want to wait. Well, let's think about it this way. A lot of people will say that it's safer if you have a waiting period. Why? Because they say that some gun buyers are um, purchasing a firearm just out of fear, for example. It's something that they, if they wait, that perhaps they will realize they don't actually need one. But there's another side of that argument where... That's kind of how I felt about my workout clothes. Like, I went to the doctor, like, I had a checkup, like, things weren't looking good. So I ran out to Dick's. I spent, like, $150 on Adidas and Nike workout gear. If there had been a waiting period, I would have realized that, hey, Mike, you're just fine. You don't need to buy all this workout gear. You can still get in good shape by just taking a moderate control of your diet, and things will be okay. But, you know... Ah, it doesn't always work out that way. Why should fear be the motivator? Well, here's the best argument that I've heard, and this is not my argument. Yes, I'm I'm kind of relaying it through another podcaster here. Um, so we're going to paraphrase kind of the, the reason not to have a waiting period. And that is, let's say you're a woman, Mike. I hope you're not, but let's say. I don't want to say that. Let's say, well, I mean, you can check a different box if you let's, want. You have to let's say, say, say you're a don't. woman. Fine, we'll say, fine. We'll say I'm a woman. That's what we'll say. You're a woman. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to say something to you right now, but I won't. I'll keep it in because it's a family show. Um, anyway, if you're, if you're a woman and you're in fear of your life, because let's say your, your ex-boyfriend or your ex-husband or your current boyfriend, current husband. Or your ex-girlfriend. Or girlfriend, exactly. Comes and starts to intimidate you, attack you, whatever it be. So you say, I need a gun for protection. I'm going to have one at home. I'm going to have this for protection. They're not going to be able to hurt me anymore. You go in in California. You wait your seven days. You pass the background check. The, um, the retailer calls you, leaves a message on your voicemail, says, hey, 
your gun is ready, you've passed the background check, the waiting period is over, come pick it up anytime. The problem is that they got your voicemail because you're in the morgue. Because six days earlier, when you were on your first day of waiting, your ex or whatever it was, current ex, whatever, it doesn't matter, came in and decided to attack you and beat you to death. Why have a waiting period? If we know instantly, the FBI will tell you instantly that, hey, this person is eligible for a firearm or not. Why can we not trust that? What is an extra six days going to do? Potentially kill you. Exactly. It's going to potentially kill you. And that, to me, is absolutely crazy. And there's a lot of stuff that I think is crazy, clearly. I mean, we're doing a (laughs) podcast about stuff that we think is crazy. But it just, I don't get it. And if there's somebody out there that can explain to me what a waiting period is actually going to do, I'll listen to them. I'll hear them out. I like to hear that side of the argument. I just don't think you have a leg to stand on. Good points. Excellent point. Yeah, I'm full of them. Yeah, you're also a woman, though. Eh, well, only for that one situation. I only do that uh, on the yeah. weekends, Mike. Only on the weekends. I didn't know we had to stop calling you a woman. <laughs> yes, we are stopping that. Okay? I, I'm not I'm not Bruce slash Caitlin slash whatever the hell she wants or he wants to be today. I'm Robert, damn it. That, I think that's going to be our first t-shirt. <laughs> I'm Robert, damn it. Yeah, exactly. That would be a good one. Oh, man. I don't think we should do t-shirts. That's kind of weird. Everybody likes the merch. I like the merch. Yeah, well, I can't see it. Well, right. This is a this is an audio podcast here, Mike. Be on the website. And how how far how far are we along from really being able to have like speaking T-shirts and like T-shirts that display video and stuff like that? That I'm sure people are making that right now. They might be. I don't know. I have no idea. But I think that's probably really where we should end on the podcast. Do you not? Yeah, I mean, speaking I mean, of our website and everything, do you remember I, what it was? Robert, don't quiz me. Just just tell the people where they I, can I'm find not, us. I'm not quizzing you. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to wait until you can figure out what our actual website <laughs> is. T- tell the people what they need to know, Robert. Oh, don't man. keep them waiting. It is lifelibertyandpursuitblog.wordpress.com. And, Mike, what is that Twitter account? L l and p podcast that's where you can find us on twitter we'd love to hear from you yeah buddy all right well uh, thanks for listening this week and we'll be back next week with gosh probably something else that's a little controversial so for uh for mike and myself i don't don't think we'll start taking it safe next week yeah we'll definitely do that so all right well we'll see y'all next time on life liberty and the pursuit